We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. minutes a day 365 days a year this is the pack a day podcast hello everyone and welcome back to another thursday episode of a pack a day podcast wherever you may be and however you may be listening thank you so much for me for making us part of your day my name is nick schmitz and i'm your host for today and well It's not the Thursday, January 27th, we were all hoping to be having, and uh, there is no review of any Packers matchups for this coming weekend. It's a sad end to the season, and well, where do we go from here? That is the question, and so Jacob, Maggie, therapy session is underway right now for this past Saturday night's game, and I guess the one thing that we'll start with is kind of what everybody is talking about now with the Packers, and that is Aaron Rodgers. You know, this was supposed to be, he dubbed it the last dance as, you know, in reference to Michael Jordan and the Bulls. And well, it didn't end that. It didn't end the correct way. And so there's been all this speculation of, you know, what's going to happen after this season ended? Well, the season has now ended. It didn't end the way anyone wanted it to end. And we're left with this question of, you know, what's next with the Packers? What are they going to do with Aaron Rodgers? What does Aaron Rodgers want to do? Does he want to retire? Does he want to come back? Does he want to trade? And I guess I'll start and you guys can kind of tell me where you stand, what you feel. Um, But you know, I rem- where I stand with Aaron Rodgers right now is last year when the whole trade rumors came out around the draft, I was very angry. I was of the mindset of, all right, if you don't want to be here, that's fine, but get out. Like, I don't like if you're going to be this way about it, you know, feel free to leave. And I was, you know, I was angry with 12 And he, you know, it worked out. He came back. It was nice to have him back. Obviously, 13 and four is great. And now I feel like I'm at the stage with him of a little bit of that old saying that was the worst thing you could ever hear in the world growing up as a kid, which is, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. And that's kind of where I'm at with him is that, like, I've seen this movie so many times now, and it feels like it's never going to end the way that that we want it to end. 
And while I understand that him being back on the team next year gives the Packers an infinite better chance of competing and, you know, winning a Super Bowl, I just don't see that happening anymore. And so I'm at the mindset of if he's back, like, I guess I'm okay. But if he wants to retire, if he wants to leave, if the Packers want him to leave, like, I guess I'm, I'm okay with it because I guess I see next season ending the same way, regardless of whether or not he's the quarterback. It's just whether or not it ends in the postseason with a loss or not making the playoffs. So that's where I stand. Maggie, how do you feel right now about Aaron Rodgers? Where where are your feelings currently as of today? And obviously this will all probably change in, you know, a little over a month, you know, when we start really kind of getting a feel for what he wants to do. But as of today, January 27th, you know, where where do you stand on Rodgers right now? I... I have a hard time reading into, you know, the decisions that he'll make when the game ended the way it did. My immediate thought was that he was going to retire and Devante was going to go elsewhere. And then the Packers were going to do what they could to keep as much of the rest of the team intact, re-sign Devontae Campbell, bring back Russell Douglas, get Jordan Love, you know, some weapons. And that would be the 2022 Packers. The more that I hear, you know, from Matt LaFleur and Ian Rappaport and some of these names, you know, about whether they've talked to Rodgers directly or people that are in the, you know, in the know, it sounds like maybe they run it back one more season. And I struggle with this to the extent that, you know, Rodgers talks so much about his legacy and the 17th season with the Packers was already unprecedented. Like he's already doing things that no player has ever done for an already historic franchise. So I guess, and this is a question, you know, I'd love to hear from both of you as well, whether he stays in Green Bay for one more year and comes up short, or if he gets traded to another team and either doesn't make the playoffs or comes up short in the playoffs, what does that do to his legacy? Because you're talking about, you know, the Peyton Manning, the Cinderella story where you can go to a different team and win a Super Bowl. And we're seeing that that's not necessarily the case for, for probably like 90% of players at this point. So what happens to Rodgers and his legacy if he either stays in Green Bay and doesn't get to and win a Super Bowl, or if he goes to Denver or Pittsburgh or wherever he might go and either doesn't make the playoffs or makes the playoffs and loses and has to kind of fizzle out and retire with a different franchise? Well, Jacob, I'll let you answer that and kind of where you stand on Rodgers, and then I'll chime in after that. So, Jacob, where do you think his legacy is, and where do you stand on him right now? Let me start, um, and this isn't Maggie's fault, but I hate the word legacy because I despise these discussions in general because there are guys, like, legitimately, I remember Brady had won three titles and were asking about his legacy after they had gone one and done a couple different times. But to answer the question, since it was asked, Aaron Rodgers' legacy right now is a four-time regular season MVP, assuming he wins in the next couple of weeks, that does not play well in the postseason. And I know, I know the stats, I know the numbers, I know all that stuff. But some of that is very Kirk Cousins, Detroit, Matt Stafford-y, where the team is getting their butt kicked. And then he started like the 2019 NFC championship game to me is a perfect explanation of how some of those numbers came to be. The Packers are losing 27 to nothing when they score their first touchdown and they didn't score 20 points until the game was essentially over. The same is true 
in 2016 when he played against Atlanta. And, and not just he, when the Packers played against Atlanta and they didn't score until the game was well out of reach. Like that is stat padding from that point forward. And if his name was Kirk Cousins or Matt Stafford or another quarterback from another team that we like to make fun of because we're Packers fans, that is what we would call it is stat padding. And right now, and granted, there are some games where Rodgers has played wonderful in the playoffs. No question about it. That game against Dallas a few years ago, the Atlanta game, the Super Bowl. There's others since that time. Like, he's played well in the postseason. It's not like every game you go into the playoffs and like, oh, man, if only they can overcome the crappy postseason play of Aaron Rodgers, then they'll have a chance to win. But winners win and losers lose. And this is not me saying wins is a quarterback stat because it's not. But sometimes losses are. And Saturday's loss to me, I, and I know the 12 capes were in my mentions telling me about how it wasn't Rogers' fault. If they had special teams, they would have won. Sure. But I think it's a reasonable expectation for the league MVP to score more than 10 points and gain 58 total yards. That's not the 1985 Chicago Bears on the other side of the line of scrimmage. It's a good 49ers defense. But one you should they had they went up seven nothing the first drive of the game. They had from that point forward to make it 14 to nothing until the Niners made it seven three on the first drive in the second half. And from that point forward, one touchdown would have won the game. One. The defense was lights out until the very end of the game, which some people like to use to confirm their priors that Joe Barry was a bad hire because they came up small when it was 10 to 10. Reality of the situation is they gave up six points on Saturday night. Aaron Rodgers' legacy is a very good regular season quarterback, maybe the best regular season quarterback ever, who has come up short. And there are some really, really bad moments that he's had in the playoffs. 2011 against the Giants. I know everybody goes back to the Hail Mary and the worst defense that they had in the league. They scored 13 points in the first 55 minutes. He was terrible in the NFC Championship game against Seattle. He was terrible in the Atlanta NFC Championship game. He was terrible against San Francisco, and he was terrible on Saturday night. So to answer all of that, to go into what your original question was, Nick, there came a point with Brett Favre where you knew how the movie was going to end. The Packers were going to win anywhere from 10 to 12 games, get a playoff game, maybe at home, maybe on the road. But when their season ended, it would be Brett Favre having a multi-interception meltdown where he threw an interception either late in the game, overtime, that broke your back, or he threw six of them in a game, which did happen once. And I think Rodgers playing and taking care of the ball as well as he has. And that's a good thing. Don't get it twisted. That's a good thing. But it's almost shielded some Packers fans as to bad quarterback play only means multiple turnovers. And that's not true. Because Aaron Rodgers was very average in 2019, for example. But he only turned the ball over like three or four times. So everybody was like, oh, he had a really, really good season. Well, not really. He just didn't turn the ball over, which is a good thing. But there are other things that need to happen as well. I wrote for Packer Report that came out on Monday. I am ready to move on. And I preface this by saying I do not think that is what the Packers are going to do. Matt LaFleur, Brian Gutekunst, Mark Murphy, whether through sourced reporting or flat out have said no, no plans to rebuild. Mark Murphy said all the time, 2021 and beyond. But me, I've seen how this movie has ended. They've had home field advantage each of the last two seasons. They've been relatively healthy. They had a defense this year that clearly was up to the task and they still couldn't get it done. Winners win, losers lose. 
this version of the Green Bay Packers, when you go back to Matt LaFleur, Aaron Rodgers, Darius Smith, Preston Smith, Adrian Amos, this core, they're losers. And until they change that, that is what they are. And I would move on from Aaron Rodgers. I would take the bevy of draft picks and young players that you're going to get. And I don't think Jordan loves the answer. I say that full well knowing that I think they'll stink for a couple of years because I don't think Jordan Love is any good. And I didn't think Jordan Love was any good when they drafted him. But at some point, you have to accept what you're seeing. And what you're seeing is that this Packers team has been unable to get over the hump. Now, I don't think that's what they'll do. I think they're going to run it back. And I promise you right now on January 26, 2022, when they do, I will pick them to lose every single playoff game they play in because you cannot trust this Packers team in the playoffs going forward. That is the type of situation that they have created because they've lost the last two years now in the playoffs at home where they insisted that was like the magic skeleton key that was going to get them to the Super Bowl. And clearly it wasn't. Cannot trust this team in the playoffs. Cannot trust Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs. And it's time to move on from QB1. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Interesting. And, you know, Maggie, to, to answer the question you had brought up, I'm starting to look at Aaron Rodgers' legacy a lot in the same lines of Dan Marino in the sense that Dan Marino is considered to be one of the most gifted quarterbacks to ever play the game. But, I mean, when you talk about some of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play, 
nobody ever really brings him up. And it's, I, I think, a largely in part due to the fact that he only played in one Super Bowl and he didn't even win that one. And I think Aaron Rodgers is kind of in the same boat. The only difference is the one Super Bowl Rodgers went to, he won. And so, you know, he's obviously a very gifted quarterback. He's obviously very talented. You know, he's still one of the top quarterbacks in the league. And it's, you know, probably not even relatively close, but it's still, you know, whether you like it or not, and I know, Jacob, you mentioned that QB stats aren't a win, and they most certainly are not. But, I mean, the reality is is whether it's a stat or not, at the end of the day, what are quarterbacks judged on? If you're Absolutely. really – you know, you're, you're judged on, did, did you win Super Bowls? And I mean, I mean, and we could be looking at if that's the criteria, I mean, there's a legitimate chance that if Matt Stafford wins the Super Bowl this year, what makes Matt Stafford any different than Aaron Rodgers? Four MVPs, better regular season. Like well, there's a, there's still a lot. Trust well, me. When yeah, I, and, and, and I'm not, I'm not saying they're the same guy, but I mean, if the criteria, you know, that many of us judge on is Super Bowls, there isn't a whole lot that separates the two. Now, granted, yes, there still is much that separates the two, but well, those are two different. You can't say both of those things, Nick. You can't you can't say there isn't a lot and that there is. Like, I mean, here's the thing. I get what you're trying to get at there. And Aaron Rodgers does not belong in any greatest of all time conversation. If you call Aaron Rodgers the GOAT, you're wrong. Just flat out. You cannot have that many detriments and blemishes on your resume in the postseason where you stunk. Like, here's the thing. On Saturday night, this was not an example of him standing helplessly on the sidelines in overtime after a game in which he scored 30-plus points or 40-plus points and just watched his defense. Instead, it was two hands around his neck and a full-fledged choke job. Aaron Aaron Rodgers is not the greatest quarterback of all time. And honestly, he's not even the most gifted. Like, And that's been true for a couple years. Patrick Mahomes is more gifted than Aaron Rodgers is. And he's played better in the postseason. Like Pat Mahomes' postseason legacy, if they win this game on Sunday, and I think they will, is better than Aaron Rodgers' postseason legacy in three years. Three years, that's all it took. And Rodgers has had plenty of, I say that, I mean, Rodgers has had plenty of games where his team has let him down. But it's also worked in reverse, the other way. Now, is he one of the best? Yes. Is he a first ballot Hall of Famer? Yes. Greatest of all time conversation? Absolutely not. Yeah, I think a lot would need to change between now and when he decides to retire. And I think the, the big change would be two Super Bowls, and that's going to be hard to come by for him. So, um, well, so, I mean, everybody's got different opinions. I'm sure there's many people that want him back next year. Um, you know, Jacob, you and I seem to kind of be on the same page of it's it. The movie ends the same way. So what's the difference if we keep them for one more year or move on? The movie's still going to end the same way with the Packers not hosting, hoisting the Lombardi. Um, so I will say well, this, well, if they do keep him, I don't think it'll be just for one more year. I don't think they'll do a real this is it. And we know that's it. Like <clears throat> he's either getting an extension and going to be the quarterback for two, three, four more years but I don't think it'll be just one. And I promise you when I say this, everybody, I know that your feelings from a fan standpoint might feel better if he retires. That is the worst scenario for the Packers. He either either needs to be their quarterback in 2022 or he needs to get traded for the Godfather offer or whatever that looks like. But retiring, I don't care about feelings. I could root against him and watch the Packers get 10 first round picks instead of having him retire and them get nothing. 
The new year is a great time to focus on what's important to you. Whether it's saving money by ordering less takeout, learning to cook, or prioritizing your wellness, HelloFresh is here to help you with endless options to make cooking at home simple and enjoyable. Personally, I'm really trying to work on my weight this year, and when I found out that HelloFresh delivers pre-portioned ingredients right to my door, including farm-fresh produce that arrives within a week, I was all in. Skip the trips to the grocery store, saving you long wait times and ensuring you don't waste your money on excess food, and sign up for HelloFresh instead. HelloFresh has helped me eat fresher food with better portion control and has helped me live a healthier lifestyle. I highly recommend the teriyaki chicken tenders, by the way. So go to HelloFresh.com slash Packaday16 and use code Packaday16 for up to 16 free meals and 3 free gifts. That's HelloFresh.com slash Packaday16 for up to 16 free meals and 3 free gifts. Remember to use code Packaday16. That's HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Support for the Packaday podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped recently launched the Ultimate Men's Hygiene Bundle, the Performance Package. Join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off in free worldwide shipping with code PACKADAY at manscaped.com. Friends, inside this package, you're going to find their Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, Weed Whacker ear and nose hair trimmer, Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner, Performance Boxer Briefs, and a travel bag to hold your goodies. And let me tell you a bit more about this Lawnmower 4.0. This fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents, sort of important, thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. The Lawnmower 4.0 is also waterproof and has a 400K LED spotlight you need for a more precise shave. Right now, you can get 20% off and free shipping with the code PACKADAY at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com using code PACKADAY. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Well, so let's let's kind of talk about this a little bit of what the Packers might look like um, without Aaron Rodgers. So, Maggie, the first question, I guess I'll start with this, and there will be a kind of a follow-up to it, but I mean, at this point, if the Packers do extend Rodgers, as Jacob pointed out, it's not going to be for just one more year. Um, there's going If they do bring him back, there will be an extension. So the first question is, if that's the case, what becomes of Jordan Love at that point? Because, I mean, you'd be heading into year three of a, you know, a four-year deal with a fifth-year team option for a quarterback. I mean, do they – do they keep him? Do they trade Jordan Love? Like at that point, wh- what do you think the Packers would do with Jordan Love if if they do give Aaron Rodgers an extension, which would mo- more than likely at the earliest end after that fifth year team option, and would probably extend beyond that fifth year team option? I think it's so interesting for starters that you guys are all about you know this movie that we're going to see, and if Rodgers comes back, like they're never going to get over the hump. Like okay, okay. I understand why we would think that way and it's fresh and, you know, it's not pour any salt up in these wounds. But I also think that, you know, for every chance the offense had not to just, you know, excuse them because there were a lot of players that did not play very good games on the offensive side of the ball. But special teams, you know, like there's there's something every year that I think ends up going wrong for the team. And LaFleur would get another year of experience. You keep your offense together, give him another year in that system. Your defense is playing lights out with Joe Barry. If you can, you know, keep Devondre Campbell and you can keep Russell Douglas, even if you lose a guy like Zadarius Smith, 
you've still got all pros at a number of positions on your defense. But to answer your actual question, I do think that if, you know, Rogers stays two, three, two or three more years that Jordan Love gets traded. And, you know, I think at that at that point, you know, you're not going to get the King's ransom for Jordan Love that you would for Aaron Rodgers. But I just don't see the Packers being willing to move on from, you know, if what happens that we think will happen, the two time or the back to back MVP, you know, you don't you don't move four time MVPs. And I think that the Jordan Love pick made sense at the time. I've always defended the selection from a, hey, we thought there was a decline and we wanted to have, you know, the safe pick here because we don't plan on picking in the top 15 for as long as we have Aaron Rodgers to potentially land a quarterback. But I think that there are some QB needy teams at this point that might offer you something to say, Hey, he sat behind Aaron Rodgers a couple seasons. Now we've seen him in a little bit of game action. Maybe he's intriguing enough that we can put him behind a guy like Derek Carr for a couple more years and see what happens. You know, I don't know. I don't know if he'd go like go start or on the league next season, but I do think there would be teams interested in him from a developmental standpoint. So do you think they would trade him this off season before, or do you think they would keep him for a third year as just a viable backup for Aaron if something were to happen or, or uh, how do you see if they, you know, that trade, where, when do you see that happening? If, if they do end up trading him? To me, I think if Rodgers gets extended, and I know, like, it was interesting. Andrew Brandt went on, you know, the Rich Eisen show and basically said they drafted him in the first round. You don't draft him to sit. You draft him to play. I understand that philosophy. I do. But I think if Rodgers is like, hey, I'm going to be the guy for three more years, you've got Kurt Benkert. You know, you've got other options as a backup. And, you know, we've said this about the Packers all along, regardless of having Jordan Love on the bench or not. Like, if Aaron Rodgers is not, your starting quarterback, the Packers, you know, their shot probably goes out the window anyway. So whoever the backup is, I don't think we'd have like a Philly special moment where there's a backup that comes in and, uh, and wins it for them. So that's, that's me. Well, so Jacob, that then brings us to, if they do move on from him, it, it makes, you know, Obviously, the last three years with Aaron Rodgers as quarterback, with Matt Lafleur as the coach, thirteen wins each each of the first three seasons. Um, but if they don't, if they move on from Aaron, I think it's safe to assume there won't be a thirteen and four record in <laughs> Green Bay next year. No, uh, come on. Regardless of who the quarterback is, I don't think thirteen wins is in the card without Aaron. Um, but it's interesting, though, because everybody kind of seems to have, at least from what I've seen, this idea that, well, part of the reason why you have to keep Aaron is because if you don't, you're going to go back into the 80s um, for the Packers and wander through the desert for 10 years and be god awful, which might be true. But I think at least for next year, is it reasonable to say that given if you can keep some core pieces on this defense – um, and, you know, get some at least some decent quarterback play, whether it's from Jordan Love or somebody else, you know, depending on where they would want to go. I mean, to be honest, at this point, like the NFC North as a whole kind of sucks right now um, outside of Green Bay. And I mean, you're laughing, Jacob, but I mean, like, look, we all make fun of Kirk Cousins. And I mean, you know, you have what? How have you deemed uh, Justin Fields? Uh, what, uh, current what Hall of Famer. Yes, current Hall of Famer. And then, I mean, 
Jared Goff seems to be a bigger laughing stock than Matt Stafford was when he was in Detroit. And, you know, the Bears and the Vikings both completely started over with coach and GM. You know, the Lions are going to be in year two of Dan Campbell, which I mean, I guess is better than year one, but year one didn't go very well. So, I mean, is it all that unreasonable to think that Green Bay could win the division without Aaron Rodgers? Now, again, it's not going to be at 13 wins. You're probably looking at the four seed if you do win it, just, you know, by how the division winners work. But, I mean, I don't think it's unreasonable to say the Packers wouldn't have a shot to make the playoffs next year just solely based on the division. Yeah, you're kind of looking at it from – can Jordan Love be in this case? And if the Packers trade Aaron Rodgers, Jordan Love has to be the starting quarterback. I don't care if they think if he's not ready in year three, then he's never going to be. So he has to be the starting quarterback if Rodgers is gone. Now, if they don't trade Aaron Rodgers, then obviously that changes the conversation. But since you asked, they would need Jordan Love to be essentially Jimmy Garoppolo, Derek Carr, someone of that ilk and win games with their defense and their running game, which teams like that typically aren't good enough to win the Super Bowl. That's why I think the end of the road is this weekend for the San Francisco 49ers, because eventually at some point your quarterback has to be able to make some. That's why Jared Goff was sent out of L.A. and Matthew Stafford was brought in. And you've seen now, and I'll eat some crow on Matthew Stafford, their one went away from going to the Super Bowl. But with Green Bay, if they're able to keep – say if they traded Rodgers, but still were able to keep Preston Smith and you have Smith and Ra on the outside with Kenny Clark. And then they kept Dre and Rasul Douglas. Like if they keep Rasul Douglas and he said, yes, now granted what he said yesterday and what his agent may be able to do for him are two completely different things. But what he said was, you know, they might be able to get something done for a little bit more than the veteran minimum that it would nothing crazy. Wanted to stay in green Bay, all that stuff. But, um, if they are able to keep him starting next season with Rasul Douglas, Eric Stokes, and Jair Alexander, that's as good of a corner trio as they've had since 2014, the Super Bowl season in 2010. Like, that's incredible of what they could be able to do. And then keeping Campbell, you have your running game. The biggest concern would be in the passing game because I do imagine that Aaron Rodgers not being here impacts whether or not Devontae Adams wants to be here potentially. And if Adams isn't here, you guys know the situation at this point with the receiving core. It'd just be really hard for them to score points. And their their tight end group is is not good right now. Um, you saw, I think, Mercedes Lewis played his last game on Saturday. Um, Josiah DeGuara is a role player, but asking him to be anything in the passing game more than that is asking for trouble, in my opinion. Tyler Davis, Dominic Daphne, those guys are role players. And Robert Tunyon has a big question mark next to him because of a knee injury and whether or not he'll even be able to be back. But they would be able potentially to win that division. And the Bears and the Vikings are kind of at the point that Green Bay was at when they hired Matt LaFleur. Sometimes you hire Matt LaFleur and everything goes great in the regular season. And sometimes you hire Freddie Kitchens and you're one and done. Like, like if the Bears hired Jim Caldwell, which is one of the finalists for that coaching job, Jim Caldwell is like a nine and seven kind of coach. Like his best years came when he had Peyton Manning. And I understand great players make great coaches, but what if they hired Jim Caldwell instead of, you know, somebody that I think could be a better coach. Same goes for Minnesota who I haven't really seen who their finalists are, but what if they don't hire a good coach and Detroit with Dan Campbell? Like I said before the show, there's a non-zero chance. If Aaron Rodgers is back in green Bay, that's the favorite to win the division. There's a non-zero chance. Detroit is the second best team in that division. 
And that's saying something because they were not good this past year. Uh, obviously, as you pointed out, Nick, I believe they're picking second in this year's draft. So there was one team that was worse than them. So, yeah, they can win the North. Um, I don't think they would because, uh, like I mentioned, I I don't think very much of Jordan Love, and I didn't before the draft. And I think how you felt about him before the draft is how you feel about him now. And that's how I felt before. So that's how I feel about him now. Um, but we got a long way before you can get into anything like that. But I do think that what Matt LaFleur and Brian Gutekunst, who Gutekunst hasn't talked yet, but LaFleur is kind of an extension of that, is they're going to try and keep those guys. Dre, Douglas, Preston. You know, the only guy that I think I can sit here right now and tell you is 110% gone is Zadarius Smith. And I say that with all due uh, condolences to Maggie because – I will tell you guys this story. I was very, very pissed at Zadarius Smith with the way everything went this season um, and just kind of how the whole situation played out. It was very weird. He was in and out of rehab uh, with the team, not with the team, that kind of stuff. And then on the first passing play of the game, he sacks Jimmy Garoppolo, and I just kind of yelled Z out as long as I could and was like, I, I love you so much. I forgive you. I'm so sorry that I was mad at you kind of thing. Um, he's a hell of a player, but – that big salary and with everything that, you know, kind of went down this year, I just can't anticipate him being back in Green Bay. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right. Well, we've talked about a lot. Let's real quick to wrap up the show here, guys. Um, Aaron Rodgers says it's not going to be very long. Uh, We'll know by the free agency period whether or not he's going to be back. Um, So, Maggie, I'll start with you. First of all, I I guess, do you think he'll want to be back? And, you know, secondly, like, do you like I won't even we won't even put it in a two part question. Just mid-March is he a Green Bay Packer or is he retired or is he elsewhere I think having won what we're assuming will be his fourth MVP um, is enough motivation to be like yo I'm still really damn good at this and I think I think he'll stay I don't think he wants that loss to be the last thing that he you know is remembered for for Packer fans I think he stays with the Packers Jacob three options Back, retired, or gone? I honestly, after listening to him speak and just getting a recap of, you know, his appearance on McAfee show where he decided to play victim again, which is really getting old, just throwing that one out there. But that's beside the point. Um, I really think the only options in his mind are, does he want to retire? Does he want to stay in Green Bay? And like Maggie said, I, I think he doesn't want to retire yet. He said this was his most fun year of football. It's just a matter of, for him, 
Are the Packers going to tell him, hey, we want to bring you back, but we're going to tear this entire thing around you down? Or are they going to do the salary cap gymnastics thing? And it sounds like, based on Ian Rappaport's comments on that same Pat McAfee show, he said, Devontae is going to be back, which I think those two are connected. Like I kind of mentioned earlier, um, you know, I've, I've read a couple different things, heard a couple different things. They want to bring back Campbell and Douglas. Why the hell wouldn't you? Um, and try and get those guys back in it and kind of make one more run at it or a couple more runs at it as much as they can. Rogers will just kind of want the assurance that we're not going to do what Ted Thompson did when he took that job, when Favre was the veteran quarterback. And that was, I mean, you guys remember Ted Thompson's first act as a Packers general manager was Marco Rivera and Mark wall, cut them both or Mike wall, excuse me, cut them both and just kind of gutted the, the heart of that team, which was built around their offensive line. And they played two really bad guards for quite some time after that. Um, so I think he'll want to know that that's not the plan and that basically your plan to start rebuilding is after I decide to, to hang him up. So I think he's back in green Bay. I thought that for a while, it's just, and thank whoever you pray to that. I'm not your GM, but if I was a GM, I would be doing things a little differently. Um, but I think he's back. Yeah. I think he's back as well. I, you know, they talk about the retirement thing. I, I don't think that's, I feel like that's more just a leverage point for him um, than anything else. I don't think he's really considering that. Um, and, you know, he says he doesn't want to be part of a rebuild. And most of the teams I feel like that Green Bay would want to trade him to would either have to trade enough to become somewhat of a rebuild or would be just a rebuild in general. So I think his best chance if he wants to play is with Green Bay. And, uh, Jacob, I'm with you. I, w I would move on as well. But, I mean, that doesn't mean I'm not going to root for him if he comes back next yeah. year. I mean, oh. you're, you know, yeah. you're clearly rooting for the team to win and – um, he's clearly going to win the division next year if he comes back. So I, I, I agree. I think he'll be back. And <clears throat> what will be interesting to see is if when he does come back is what else is able to come back with him as far as this team is concerned. And that's, I think, going to be the bigger question. So, um, well, there will be plenty of coverage of that over the next, you know, however many days, 40-some-odd days that we have until – uh, that decision will be made, and we'll all get to see him being in person at the Pat McAfee show when he makes that decision. As somebody pointed out, it's, it seems a little LeBron James-esque of taking my talents to South Beach. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, but uh, it'll be interesting nonetheless to see what ends up happening with that. So, um, well, you know, guys, it was not the way we wanted to be having this conversation this week, but... A, a healthy conversation nonetheless. So uh, real quickly, as we wrap up here, Jacob, people want to find your work, get in touch with you. How do they do that? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Jacob Westendorf. Find all my work over at gameonwisconsin.com and pack report for you, Pop. All right, Maggie, people want to follow you, get in touch with your work. How do they do that? Yeah, any writing I do this off season will be at She Said TV, and then you can find me on the Packs That She Said podcast with Perry Goldstein. All right, and you can find me on Twitter at uh, producer Nick LB. And uh, yeah, don't don't do a whole lot of tweeting, but apparently I had a tweet this past weekend that went uh, that had a lot of people arguing, not with me, but with each other. And real quick, because you two, Jacob and Maggie, are on Twitter a whole lot more than I am, um, is there a way that like when 
when it'll never happen again because it only happens once for people like me. But when people start arguing, not with you, but with each other in a tweet that you've made, is there a way that you can just like shut that up without deleting the tweet? Yep. Open the tweet. There's three dots in the right corner. Click that and you can mute the conversation. So you stop getting notifications from it. Even if they're yelling at you, shout into that void, everybody. So, so when, when I do that though, does that mean that they can't comment on it or does that mean no, they can, I just but you just won't see it? Okay. All right. Well, that's, that's good to know because that was, that was a solution I wish I would have known and probably could have asked my lovely wife about um, this past weekend. But um so with that, how, thank you. How is your wife doing, though, knowing that maybe the Aaron Rodgers era is over? But I almost certainly can tell you, not 100%, that the Mason Crosby era is over. Well, I can tell you right now, Her, I think she's kind of come to grips with that. And her thing is, is that she wants to see him retire. She doesn't want to see him go to another team. So if he chooses to retire, she'll obviously be sad that he's no longer here, but, um, you know, not having to necessarily root for him with another team. But I don't know. Um, I guess I don't know how bad the kicking options are for many teams. But at this point, are you like if he becomes a free agent, is anybody really going to sign him to be a kicker next year? A dome team could. I guess like a Southern team or somebody like that, or maybe a cold weather team will try and bet on his past success. But I mean, he had a pretty bad year this year. So I don't, I tend to think retirement is certainly on the table for him. Um, I just know that if he's kicking next year, it, it should not be in. Like if you're talking about doing salary cap gymnastics and having to save money and all this other sort of stuff, like doing that for a kicker is a bad idea, especially when like you have a guy in a practice squad that you protected all year let that kicker make the vet minimum and he can let his kicks get blocked by this crappy special teams unit. Yeah. Well, yeah. So special teams was not a bright spot this year. So, but it is nice to not be complaining about the defense. It would just be preferable to not just be shifting that blame elsewhere. So I'd almost rather be complaining about the defense though. At least those are real players. All right. Well, with that, thank you everyone for putting up with us for yet another week. Um, you know, I don't know. Try to enjoy the, the 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 conference championship weekend if you can. I know I will. Go Bengals. Go Joe Burrow. Um, you know, whoever you're rooting for, whoever you're rooting for, root for them. Enjoy football. There's this is the saddest thing I heard all week. If you exclude the Pro Bowl, there's only three more NFL games. And then you've got six, seven months of nothing. So enjoy them while you still have them for at least this little while. So with that, thank you everyone so much for listening. And as always, Go Pack Go!